Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at The Addams Family. Directed by Conrad Vernon and Greg Tiernan, The Addams Family is the CGI animated children's supernatural fiction fantasy black comedy horror film. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Matt Lieberman and Pamela Petler. Based on the characters created by Charles Adams, the movie is out now, but if you haven't watched The Addams Family yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. This animated feature serves as a reboot to the 1991 live-action film of the same name and its 1993 sequel, Adams Family Values. Uh, there was the direct-to-video Adams Family Reunion in 1998, but we don't talk about that one, do we? I still haven't seen it. All right, then. We won't talk about it. <laughs> Providing the voices to the kooky and spooky family, we've got Oscar Isaac as Gomez, Charlize Theron as Morticia, Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday, Finn Wolfhard as Pugsley, Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester, and Bette Midler as Grandmama. Luke, you have the plot. The Adams family are readily preparing for a visit from their even creepier relatives, but trouble soon arises when shady TV personality Margot Needler realises that the Adams' eerie hilltop mansion is standing in the way of her dream to sell all the houses in the neighbourhood. So what do we get in this movie, this animated take, is I guess the origins of the Adams family. I mean, there's there's the wedding of Morticia and Gomez. Very quick wedding. I, I've never seen that though, to be honest. So yeah. It was good seeing that you mentioned those live-action movies from the 90s. Those movies, although I really liked them, and we reviewed both The Addams Family and Values for Sounds Like Comics, primarily they revolve around Uncle Fester. With this movie, I wanted a film about the family. And for the most part, we get that. Yeah, everyone's sort of doing bits and pieces. Uh, you know, like we, we meet Lurch, or we see how they meet Lurch. We see them move into the house. I mean, they've run him over. There's a, there's <laughs> basically a plot for both kids, Wednesday and Pugsley. Yeah, with extended family sort of coming in. It's it's a big extended Adams family reunion of sorts. <laughs> a movie we still haven't seen. <laughs> I've got a question for you, though. Do you think this movie needed to be animated? Well, the thing the thing with this anime, I mean, there's different types of animation and, you know, they work on different grounds. This animation took um, a life of a very, a more cartoony uh, spin on things. You know, things weren't grounded. There was, you know, gravity is not really a thing. Things will blow up. Characters won't be hurt by stuff. It's a cartoon. It was like Looney Tunes, you know. But so was the show, though. They, that had, the show, the movies, yeah, they goofiness, also goofiness. had cartoon violence. So it it fits in with what this is. Like you can do more with animation, but I think because it was so cartoony, um, yeah, for me, it, it it kind of it kind of just took the the wow out of it because I was like, oh well, they can essentially do anything. I feel like if it was live action again. And they were doing these zany, crazy things. It would be more entertaining because, you know, you'd be like, oh, there's special effects there. And there's this craft. And, oh, how are they pulling that off? And that was cool. And, you know, so I think it would have been a better element if it was live action. And I like the approach to the to the design. Now, the characters do closely resemble the original Charles Adams drawings. So Gomez looks like the kinda, comic strip. Yeah, the designs, comic strip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gomez looks odd here 
you go back to that move from the 90s, Raul Julia, he was an attractive man. <laughs> so I always saw like Gomez as being a, a leading man. Where he, I guess both him here and him in the comics, you know, he's a short kind of stocky, not, like, not, little, not too... Yeah, a little yeah, pudgy a... guy. I mean, he's very capable. He's got the gift of the gab. He's got the swordsmanship. He's got all these qualities. His charm. His... He's bug-eyed. He's short. <laughs> he's got the weird hair. Yeah. It's kind of weird. A bit weird. <laughs> weird hair. I mean, with the... Yeah, like, for the most part, the designs of the characters pretty much match their comic strip, like, their original designs. They tweak a few things. Like, Wednesday has... Like the the nooses is that the, the yeah the plural for noose for pig, yeah pigtails yeah, yeah for pigtails nooses like, noose <laughs> but yeah she's got the nooses I mean Those pigtails grim dark. I liked it though that was good but it what worked about, and it wasn't that distracting I guess it was for the wedding in the opening but when Morticia's getting ready and like it's like makeup like eyeshadow or whatever she using the ashes of her parents like eyeshadow <laughs> blush yeah actually I like how she had short hair in the. During the wedding scene, and then later on, she has her traditional long hair. Can we talk about the cast? I mean, yeah. Let's talk about the cast. Before they announced this animated movie, people were saying for the longest time, Oscar Isaac would make a fantastic Gomez. Like a live action, yeah. And he's doing the voice here. And for me, doesn't sound like Oscar Isaac. I mean, I couldn't pick it. But that's okay, I guess. Yeah. And then they've got Charlize Theron as Again, Morticia. I couldn't really pick it if I didn't know. So then it's like, why are they even going to these big time actors <laughs> yeah. for them not to sound anything like themselves if you look at movies like Toy Story and another example I don't know Incredibles but you look at these animated <laughs> movies and the characters actually sound like the actors oh that's why they've done it like Sam Jackson as Frozone in Incredibles yeah I mean the worst culprit in this movie and I'm just going to throw him out there right now is Snoop Dogg what is happening I mean in the credits Snoop Dogg, bold as brass, cousin, bold as brass, and I was like, I was honestly, without hearing him speak in any of the promos, I was like, what are they going to do here? What like, are they going to do? They're giving him a, a credit in the opening title. The character comes is first introduced on screen. The car's pulling up. The license plate says "cars," which I thought was pretty clever. But then you know, there's Snoop Dogg. You know, the I don't know what the song's called, but he's like his song. It's he, his song. It's and the you Snoop Dogg song. I think Snoop wants to do it because he's got kids. I'm talking about him sure. like I know him. Snoop Dogg's I mean, got kids. And I think his music would have been expensive to feature in the film. <laughs> and I think it's a package deal. It has to be a because... A package deal. I mean, but you, you don't get, need Snoop Dogg, is it? But you get the you get the character on screen you know, delivering dialogue and it's just like... like it it's ridiculous. Been, Anybody. It could have just been me doing that just then. No. Like, I could have done it, I swear. I, I mean, I'm not I a mean, voice actor, credit, but I could have done it. Credit to Snoop, he did it better. <laughs> but still, like, do you need him? I think it's his music. That's what, they, that's what they're after. And he, they wanted his music, and he wanted to do it because he's got kids. Yeah. The comparisons I draw to are, you know, like Vin Diesel doing Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. But at least when he was, like, big Groot, he was still giving, like... A Vin Diesel deep voice. Yeah, yeah I can't. I, I can't do. I, I can't do Groot there. I've got to disagree. <laughs> I think Vin Diesel brings so much more to Groot, <laughs> even baby Groot. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's more. I've, the I've got okay, a yeah, baby Groot. Yeah, you've got an argument there because is that Vin? I don't think like it he's almost, got that in him. It almost couldn't be, and they just put the credit on, and we wouldn't know. But when he's full size group, yeah, that's yeah. Vin Diesel putting in a hard day's work <laughs> in the studio. Exactly. But Snoop Dogg is it? I'm glad you brought that up because as I was watching, I just it, need to get that like, off my chest wow. straight away. 
because. But then we've got the other actors like um, the Stranger Things. Finn That's him. <laughs> I mean, you've got his name listed in front of you, but that's fine. Oh, yeah, All yeah, good. You yeah, can yeah, ask I know, but I wasn't looking in that direction. <laughs> and you've got Chloe Grace Moretz as uh, Wednesday. Wednesday Adams. But again, like these these actors do not sound like themselves. But I guess. I, I mean, I could parts. hear them. I could, especially Finn Wolf. I could hear him. And Chloe, she has like her like unique sort of voice to her. I can hear her voice. I can hear them. But she's doing a bit more with her character. Wednesday is very dark in this movie. Wednesday which, often which... gets more things to do. Like in that first, just be creepy and grim. Nineties live action movie. She's the one that suspects that Fester is an imposter. In the second one, she's got the whole. Uh, plot where she's going off to the yeah. summer camp and then in this she's got the friend next door they always seem to give Wednesday more to do I found a lot of um, I want to say like parallels or like repetitive things but I feel like they lifted and I guess their characteristics of what the characters do like the scene where Wednesday burying Pugsley did that not happen in it's been a while since I've watched those yeah I think that's happened yeah that's happened she was burying him or trying to kill him or something. Always trying to kill him. So, I mean, I guess... But that's, that's it. That's, that's the character. That's the, they're the games that they play. Yeah. I liked Ichabod the, the tree. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Very <laughs> evil dead type. Is that the... from anything in Adam's Family? Uh, I'm not too familiar. I mean, it wasn't in those movies, which is which are my main two references. I watched them again recently, and it's been such a long time since I've watched the TV series. It maybe, maybe it popped up in the, in the series or something. Uncle Fester. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even tell you what Nick Kroll sounds like. Well, I'm familiar with Nick Kroll. He has the, the same voice that he uses in... Um, what's that show about puberty in the... You know, the, with the puberty monsters I, I on Netflix. I know which show you mean. I'm oh, just it's slipping. Not, it's slipping. I've not seen it. Um, but I know which one yeah, you mean. Yeah, you know the one. I do. That one, guys. You Monster know Mouth or something. something uh, big mouth. mouth. Yes. Thank you. Cool. Pretend I said that straight away. Um, he sounds like... The, the character that he does in that like and that's all I could hear and I didn't work for me as Uncle Fester I just it just wasn't working for me yeah I and mean I know yeah. you know like I know it's a criticism I've had of those live action movies as well is that Uncle Fester's always been like the central uh, whether it be a narrative thing or whatever he's always been he's the centre of the plot is, yeah. and I, I like the fact that they moved away from that with this but at the same time then I was like well you might as well just not have him in there because the character just wasn't working for me he was there for antics and you know some visual gags and stuff and that was light bulb in the mouth and he's in the bathtub you sunk my battleship <laughs> I can't think of anything else he's getting shot by the arrows and he was like Wednesday oh, yeah, and he's kind of like just nice looking shot. around and that's yeah Bette Midler Grandmama yeah it's good that she this one that. I definitely didn't realise was Batman no, until no, she's, uh, the credits the credits rolled and I was like, wow. They're, they did <laughs> a good job to get the, the lurch gag in there, you rang, which is something that was missing from those So movies. he doesn't say it at all in those movies, at all. I'm pretty sure it was in the first one, maybe not in the second one, but they made up for it here. And he, it's, <laughs> on occasion it took him that long to say it. Everyone just moved on with what they were doing. <laughs> I, I brought it, he said it like twice, didn't he, in this one? At least twice. Yeah. The second time was like the really long, drawn-out U-Rang. But what about his padded room? Because, I mean, he essentially he escapes from an asylum. Yeah. And then you kind of feel sorry for the guy because then he's like he's in his padded cell in the house. They kind of just adopt room, him, don't they, as a and butler? And he's as a butler, yeah. 
Like, was that his room before? Or At first I thought it was just because the mattresses were on the roof. I did. Just so I was like, because he's tall. You're and bumping he, his head, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I should do that to right, my it's, it's a padded room. Yeah. To keep the sound out, maybe. I don't know. Lots of uh, benefits to that. But I did. a smile did come on my face when you know, he said the you rang. I was like, ah, cool. Like, that's all I wanted. Thing. The hand. Freaky. Because he had, like, a watch. I didn't like the watch. And he had a watch, and at times it had an eyeball on it. Didn't like it kind it. of it looked as though he was actually seeing out of the watch. Yeah, I didn't like it. No, me neither. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Take off the watch. No, well, with thing, it's like I always found I mean the animation of the hand, like fantastic, you know, it's doing its thing, it's it's looking like things supposed to. I always found thing the creepiest when it was just a hand. And it was as if this it was, you know, it's as if he can see, but you're always questioning like but how? Well, it doesn't matter. He's still doing it. But, you know, to put a, a wristwatch on him and then, like, have it be like a smile with an eyeball, I, guess, I was just like... I guess it's modernising. No. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that... The, that's what the, that's the problem. The lion's in here, Kitty. I did not know there was a lion. Yeah, it was, in that 60s TV series, they had, yeah. a, had the lion. The lion was there. The house is haunted. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Always haunted. Well, like, again, like I feel like there's either so much I don't know about the Adams Family or this movie was really hitting the mark with putting in all the things that make the Adams Family the Adams Family. I do enjoy the fact that it's an origin story. It is what I wanted from this movie, and it's it's delivering on that level. Yeah. When they first moved into their house, I was a little bit like, oh, where's the neighbourhood? Like, I was like, isn't the whole thing, like... You know, that they live amongst normal people and they're, like, bloody bizarre and weird and scary. But then, but then you know, the town is built around them and stuff, so... And Morticia and Gomez, like, what they experienced before they moved when they were younger and they first got married is that the townsfolk would chase them with pitchforks. So you do believe that they'd want to protect their children and keep them away from people. Yeah. Like, homeschooling them and they're not allowed out the gates... I did like that, and it's not until the red balloon that Wednesday's like, oh, there's something else out there, and she wants to go and explore. The whole like the whole plot thing, you know, with that Margot, that Margot character, Alison Janey bringing the voice there. The you know the plot of like that remake, re, like makeover, real estate show, whatever, flipping stuff, that reality show thing. And, you know, coming in, I don't know, I just didn't... It didn't seem like a big enough plot to mean anything. I don't know, how do you feel about... I don't know, I mean, that works because, you know, she's she's in it for TV ratings and a profit. She's she's put so much money into it and then everything's going right. She's going to sell all these houses. She's very successful. And then there's a the big ugly house on the hill that they didn't see until they cleaned out the swamps and the fog went away. <laughs> But so then, it, it works. But then it's me. like she's got like this secret lair with like. I mean, that's a bit next level. But it is a cartoon, <laughs> cartoon kids movie. <laughs> so very despicable me. I thought we're well, watching. Yeah, had, she had was like on. you know Gru's long lost cousin. But she, <laughs> you could see her drive though, and believe it because she's invested so much yeah. in this project that she needs to get the Adams away, and she's all about everybody being the same, and. Like Barbie dolls, essentially. Mm. And her daughter is very much an outcast and she's trying to join in with these other cheerleaders. And then what the Adams are all about is being an individual and let's celebrate that fact. The storyline where it kind of veers off with Wednesday for a bit, where she, you know, she's like, I want to go to school and experience that because she's curious. And then there's like that whole flip with, with the daughter of Margot and, 
you know, like Margot kind of becomes like dark and gothic and Wednesday, you know, puts pink on her dress and stuff. I was liking that dynamic where it was sort of like, oh, you know, we're getting like a change. And I was like, oh, we're building to something. And I thought there would be a lot more, I guess, thematical stuff with, you know, about individuality and people expressing themselves. And, you know, I mean, the whole, it was setting up like a whole thing about, we don't need to conform and all be the same. And then by the end of it, it was still like, oh, well, the Adams is that, and, you know, we're the town folk. We're all the same still, but that's okay. And the only difference was the two family or, like, the two groups of people. It wasn't so much like, hey, we all have differences. And it was just sort of... I guess it was more about... It just didn't go anywhere deep enough to... I guess it was more about acceptance, though. It wasn't about the townsfolk being more like the Adams and vice versa. It was about accepting people for their differences. And that's essentially where we, where it landed. Because at the end, on the such a folk, basic level, but yeah, I know. But again, like you know, kids movie. I know, like we move, you know, Pixar movies and, <laughs> yeah. and, and movies like that. They can do so much more. But I don't think this movie's trying to trying to be that. But maybe it should. Maybe it should. But I don't think. No, I mean, I don't think it is. But that's what, I that's tried, what it's I going gave for. this movie the benefit of the doubt with a lot of stuff being like kids movie right this is where we're at this is what's happening oh characters are doing it's like kids movie but then you know how far do I take inside out I mean these all kids movies (laughs) but again without even like referring to just Pixar movies you know like that's on a different level but you know there are movies from DreamWorks and even Sony animation and stuff like that where they are you know bringing out movies and this is is this MGM and was it Universal Universal yeah Oh, I did enjoy, in, you know, I'm getting distracted here, but the MGM logo with Kitty, the, the I lion. Know, again, I didn't know what that line was, oh, okay, so I was yeah. like, what is happening? <laughs> like, yeah, that, that was fun. I was like, are we just transitioning into so, yeah, so animation? I, I think it's, you know, I think this movie's fine. It's, I wanted it to be so much more than that. And if, yeah. you, if you're stacking it up against other kids' movies of recent years... It's not one of the best, but it's it was, very it's, juvenile, though, where it doesn't need to be, especially with the subject, with the with the characters, the material that you know, the IP that you've got. This should have been a movie that was yes, suitable for kids, but had those know, but darker levels you're that, saying where you're pushing boundaries, and it's like, oh, the IP that they've got, like Adam's Family, like you, I think we joked a couple of times, Adam's Family reunions. I think that was one of the more recent ones. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it's a huge well, IP, like it, but it's people not like know it. They, they do, but it, it's it's from a long time ago now. Mm. Like, and people do view those movies from the '90s as cult classics, and they do still hold up as good movies. But that was a long time but that's ago. That's all the more reason why they should have had part of the movie at least be on a level where they could have appealed. To those, to that audience, yeah. yeah. I mean, I went in expecting, you know, flavors of those '90s movies. You know, like my exposure to the the Adams Family. I know there was stuff before, but you know what I got. Yeah, my ex- and there was probably yeah. people older than me going in, being like, "Oh, I want to relive those old TV." My experience moments. with this movie, I didn't feel as though. Here's a joke for the parents, one for the kids, one for everybody, one for the parents. You know, like you get from they all were the all kids, kids movies suitable. Now. And I chuckled at a few things. I and I moments well. of this movie, yeah, pretty funny. There were bit. I actually laughed out loud. The scene where the town folk have their pitchforks, not their pitchforks, their torches, but they're all in their smartphones. I was like, haha, modernism. You know, <laughs> this movie I think performed decent enough at the box office. Like it did pretty well. They are doing a sequel. Yes, and hopefully. You know, they've received some notes along the lines of what we're saying, and they can make some improvements with that second movie. 
This would uh, the sequel would be a movie where I would not go to the cinema to see. I and, would definitely yeah. wait. And I was going to say here on the podcast that we don't have to do the sequel <laughs> when it comes out. No doubt in, in a couple of years, two years. Yeah, I'm happy for us to not review Adam's Family <laughs> beyond this movie as part of this particular franchise. But I will watch it at home. For curiosity reasons. It's I like... think we've um, almost got to the ratings. We kind of like... Oh, before we do, though... The music. Uh, before that, though, the, <laughs> the the daughter Parker, we talked about her a couple of times. We mm-hmm. can actually credit Elsie Fisher, who voices Parker. I'm not sure if you've seen the second season of Castle Rock, which she's the daughter of Annie Wilkes. Really good in that show. Oh. And for the most part, that is Wednesday's friend, and she had a prominent part in this movie. I thought she was good. Might sound like a silly question. Is she an adult voice actor? Like, is she an adult she human being? She is, I'd say... Or is she like a teenager? 16, 17. Okay, well. I'd say she's around about there. I mean, Chloe Grace Moretz, she's like, what, 35? She <laughs> like is not 30, 35. 25, I don't no, know. She's, she's still younger than me. She's she? still younger than me. One day she will be older than me. No, she's younger than me. Okay, but... I just, I don't know, maybe it's because she's, <laughs> she's been around for what seems like a long time. And... Recent things that I've seen her in, like she's a really good actress. So for yeah, them she's playing to older. then have a play a kid, have a <laughs> play a kid fun. in this. Yeah, I don't know. She's like yeah. when I was watching Hit Girl, like when I was watching Kick Ass, I was like, yeah, she's a child compared to me. Now right. she's now she's four. Now she's older. Yeah. <laughs> now she's older than me. <laughs> older than both. She's of ten us. years older than me. Wow. But yeah, Elsie Fisher. Yeah, I think she's about <laughs> sixteen, seventeen thereabouts. Oh, let's talk about the music before we finish up. Then um, there's an updated. I guess uh, the theme song done by these people called Heath Heath is human. That's what <laughs> okay. that's what the internet says. So right. Okay. Well, when you know, like when the one positive for this movie, yeah, I've got some. Is you know, whenever there was like the the Adams family sort of thing, and I guess that's probably more the score, which is by Michael Dunner and Jeff Dunner. We got a lot of lurch on the piano because that's his thing. When he was actually playing songs, or some modern songs, not really into that. But when, oh yeah, one of the best the, bits the of the movie, build up. the build up of him like just we, getting to the Adam's family thing, thing, giving the thumbs the thing, down to but everything, like, but really impactful by slamming his thumb down on the top of the piano. Yeah, like, I thought that no, was really no, cool. No. And then he gets to the Adam's family theme, which was fantastic. But the end credits, I believe, is either the opening or closing credits from the sixties. TV series that they recreated yeah. the live action footage. I mean, it's, it's one of them because I've seen that. I've seen it as well. I yeah, just can't so remember where it's placed. Maybe they did it in the... The end credits make sense. They must because have done it. Did they do here. it in the live action movie as well? The live action movie, the when they did the first test screening, they didn't feature it at all. Oh, okay. And it was people asking, where's the music? They then went back and put oh, it the, in. the score. The opening. Like, it opens with the Adam Family theme, but originally that wasn't going to be in the movie. And then in the second movie, I think it's Lurch playing it similar to how it does in this movie. Yeah. But it's kind of like always like a little reference and a nod where he's, it creeps into the score more in this film. So I did enjoy the music. Every time it was just full on... It's iconic. I just, just clicking the fingers. It's so iconic. I can't iconic. remember what scene it, but there's a scene sort of near the beginning, but like kind of like midway where... I think it's Wednesday who does something like insane and it's just very Adam's family and they play the thing and I'm like, yeah, and it's the first time sort it of works really well. in the movie, and I, that got me giddy. I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling stuff." And then, yeah, to have the full on uh, song with the lyrics, 
with the essentially like the, the cast credits and the characters doing their poses, I was like, okay, I enjoyed that. Good send off. It was a fine movie, and I walked out with a smile on my face because of that. Because I hooked you in at the end there. Let's write this. I'm going to come in with a generous score because I know we've not <laughs> been speaking. I, I, I can't. I don't have it in me to give this movie less than a three, although I know it probably should be, but there's elements that I did like. The designs worked for me based on those original Charles Adams drawings. The music we just talked about. The cast. I it, I don't know. like Having a bit of a such mix. an expensive cast <laughs> and then them not sounding like themselves. I don't know, a bit over my head. <laughs> but it's, it is it is a fun movie, but it's there's so many ups and downs. So this is probably the most generous three out of five I've given all year. I just honestly, I can't bring myself to give it lower than that. Mm. A very generous three out of five. I'm I'm tossing up between, uh, there's a 0.5 difference between what I think I'm going to give it. Let's see where I land after I spill some beans here. Like, like I said, there were a few moments where I had genuine laughter and, you know, moments where I was like, oh, cool, you know, with the, with the music, the songs. Um, the voice cast is, it's a mix of, yeah, good performances and that really works and uh, and also that doesn't work at all. A few design choices like the watch, uh, I was just like, I don't know what's happening here. If it, it did have that design that was sort of a bit like Despicable Me. But plot-wise, story-wise, I think this is a very weak story. There's, there's just nothing, nothing happened. I And I found myself, even though a very short movie, I got about halfway and was just like, let's just wrap this up. I was, I, I checked out. I was, yeah, it didn't work. Okay, you know, it's a two out of, two out of five. I was thinking maybe 2.5, but I can't do it. No, no it's 86. Seven minutes, I think. It's yeah. like, it comes <laughs> in under movie. 90 minutes. I just want to say one more thing about the cast. The cast do a good job. It's not that the cast don't do a good job. It's I mean, even, why... even Nick Kroll is doing a good job. Yeah, like he's, the, a good, the, he's a fantastic voice, voice performer. The cast are doing just a good didn't job. match my Uncle Fester like, mindset. Why oh, yeah. would you go to these people and spend the money that they would want for being in this movie? I mean, yeah, there's... It's unnecessary. If you look at all the like the Hanna Barbera animations, you know the Scooby Doo movies with, like Matthew Lillard and all these like the best example would probably be Teen Titans go to the movies. They just use the cast from the TV from show. from the TV show, like, and it's like you know we're getting the Scoob movie. I know that is a live action film, but still, in fact, no, it's not. It's animation. That is an <laughs> what are you talking I'm, about? I'm still thinking Matthew Lillard. <laughs> but even that though, it's like they're, they're doing a animated film and they've got a really expensive voice cast. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, again, like, they've not made a cheap-looking movie in Adam's Family. Like, it's got a good design to it. Like, mm. It looks, it looks good. It's a good-looking movie. I just think having an animation, they could have pushed the boundaries so much further than they actually do. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop talking, because otherwise it'll stop being a threat. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like I said. You know, it's. I didn't hate this movie. Like. I somewhat liked it. Just you can not, have that for the poster. Just not enough. I, I didn't, didn't hate, hate this movie. movie. <laughs> Jason, that film's you. <laughs> All right, I'll finish up on some trivia. So at the end of the movie, you know how the when they when the townspeople they come together, they all build the house. Oh, happy days, right? And there's the whole pink, uh, pretty much color set. The house demon does come back and like fix it and changes yeah, does, it all yeah, back yeah. to black. As well. But when the original black and white television show 
the actual house that they had, they used pink to get the correct shades of black, or white, grey, whatever yeah, it was. So pink worked better than, I guess, painting it white, black, grey, or whatever. So I don't know. Trivia! That's really good trivia. I yeah. didn't know that. That's really interesting. Bit of the old. Yeah, I like new. it. I like it, yeah. Pink. that's it for our review of the Adams family please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast we are on social media you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram as that films due podcast and we also have our companion shows Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics which each have their own Facebook pages all of our episodes can be found on our website thatfilmsviewpodcast.com if you missed it, Sounds Like Comics have recent episodes looking at the Adams Family from 91 and Adams Family Values from 93. I've mentioned it a couple of times already. <laughs> One last plug. One more. And Rewind and Review have a recent episode looking at the Burbs. Kind of like Adams Family. Yeah, I yeah, like a little it. Bit, yeah. Yeah. And be sure to also check out our review of Knives Out. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. Should we click? Oh, it didn't work. Did that? Oh, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> oh, never again. <sighs>